Hello. Hi. It's us again. <laughs> We're back. Thanks for coming back. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm so like, you guys are coming back. You keep coming and listening to us. Yeah, so we must be onto something. Yeah. But who knows? <laughs> Either we're really good or we're really bad and people just want to listen. And, and it's literally just our friends. <laughs> it's my mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> it's just me pressing the button. <laughs> That's like, it. Yeah. Play, play. I've made like so many accounts just <laughs> playing it. Pretending it's new listeners. It's true. We text each other, but it's only each other texting each other about things that people have said about our podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, welcome back. We're kind of here to talk about the uh, dreaded mm. sleep. Oh, controversial. Yes. Um, it is definitely a controversial subject and something yeah. that I think, you know, there's room to have opinions and there's rooms of doing things in different ways um and also how it affects you mm-hmm. you know because I got to a point where um, my sleep was so broken and I was so tired because my because <clears throat> I was breastfeeding and like the like I said before the midwife told me I have to wake up every two to three hours to breastfeed and I breastfed for 10 months and so I was going in every two to three hours and being like, okay, yeah, here's my here's boob. my boob, baby. Time to go. <laughs> Take it. And she's like not wanting it. And I'm like, why are you waking me up, lady? And then, you know, I'm just completely broken, um, which then in turn, I think, affects your mental health. Mm-hmm. But How long did you do that for, like going to wake her? I did that for the first six months. Okay. So then it was like, you know, after six months, then they can start having foods and then breast breast there as much or like it can be but it's still kind of supplemented with other stuff Mm. um so I was really on it for six months and I I never just kind of allowed her to just like sleep it was it's kind of sad because I look back now and I'm like I definitely should have just let her sleep and let her wake me when she was ready or when she needed something but even like right from the moment I left the hospital because that's what one midwife said to me I was like that's Mm. that's my mentality Mm. that's where I'm at I think what we also said last time, like, it's really difficult to know what what advice is the right one. Yeah. Because some people say, feed on demand, like, let the baby lead you. And then some people say, no, you've got to feed three to four, otherwise they're going to die. Yeah. And you're sort of, like, trying to pick which one is, what's the best advice. Yeah, exactly. Because what was your kind of sleep journey with baby? Um... I mean, I always like bad mouth him and say he's the worst sleeper in the world. Um, but actually, it's not quite correct because I think in the beginning they're not really supposed to sleep and they're supposed to wait kind of every two to three hours or whatever, or, or you know, if they want to anyway. Um, and I remember my best friend was like, "I think it's great that he's waking up because that's like a safety thing." Like she's a training midwife, so you know, shout out to her; she knows what she's doing. But I was like, "But I just want to sleep." Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, and then the two to three hours, two to three hours, and then that just sort of like never ended. No. It just didn't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, now he's older, he'll say like, mama, milk, milk, milk. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> and my partner's like, oh my God, isn't it so cute that he like tells you what he needs? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, you know, so... For, I think we talked about this in the kind of aftermath of birth, but I found the sleeping really, really difficult. Like the lack of sleep really, really difficult. And I didn't think I would because I was like, I'm so tough, I'm resilient. Like I used to go on nights out and then go to work the next day. 
um but i it sent me cuckoo like completely cuckoo and it's just felt like it's just never ended and i became really obsessed about it like mm. really sort of like am i doing the nap right you know maybe if i if he sleeps at this time and that time that's why he's not sleeping in the night and i just got to a point where i had to let it go yeah i remember actually like before when i first met you and i was like i was like this girl is wild she's like texting about going for a walk at like nine o'clock to like do nap time or the morning nap time and she's like I'm just gonna walk around the park for, for an hour <laughs> so just that so he gets his sleep and I was like this lady is doing it on a different schedule to everybody else but sure um because then I'd text and be like yeah I might go for a walk at like 10 10 30 <laughs> but you know I ended up stealing your pattern because it ended up making the See. most sense in terms of how it works but it was pretty pretty wild <laughs> so then i was like this lady oh, this, this maddie lady is intense <laughs> like she's just one of those moms i'm never gonna get along with <laughs> because you know he would sleep the best in the sling and i also felt like i hated doing the nap times and i just couldn't be at home and do the whole like shush shush and put him down in his cot and i just like just boom in the sling off we go and he you know like I found that those times just kind of worked best to have that routine for him, but it did mean that he then slept. <laughs> so it was like just this kind of like, you know, like like you know, well tonight is the night. To, you know, we've done everything right. We've had the bedtime. We've had the morning routine. Like everything is, you know, consistent and perfect. So tonight is the night he's gonna say, and I'm still fucking waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's a challenge like um I remember reaching out to one of my friends who had a baby then by then I think the baby was like three or four um and she sent me this she'd spoken to like a sleep coach who sent her this like pamphlet that was like there's these things called awake windows oh my god which god. are you know for each age group in monthly terms there's a certain amount of hours that they should be awake I think for like like under six months, I think it's like they should only be awake for like two hours maximum yeah, or yeah, something like that. Half or something like yeah, that. so yeah. you're trying to like live your day, like going out and doing things, and then you're like, oh gosh, I have to make sure that this baby gets this sleep because otherwise it's gonna yeah. mess up everything. Yeah, and then you get to another age group where all of a sudden it's like it changes no, again. Yeah, yeah. Then they can like be awake for like three hours, but they still need three naps a day. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the age group where you drop the third nap. And then all of a sudden, like you're down to one. You're like down me to right one. Now. Yeah. yeah, and it's in the middle of your day. Yeah. So it's it's just it is so it changes so much, and I feel like just when you get the hang of one like stage of their development, you're like moving on to the next. And I remember I was like a bit like you, sort of like or not like your friend, kind of googling about these wake windows, and I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I thought they just slept like yeah. when they wanted to, you know, because people say that you know what's that saying like babies sleep beautifully what's that baby no i don't know that sleeping one she's making, like she's a, making things up again no what come <laughs> on guys sleeping like a beauty baby <laughs> what is that thing no i'm not too sure on the saying that you're going for no, obviously kind of wasting our like time <laughs> <laughs> and you're not gonna get she through. wants her dinner she just doesn't even want to record today she just wants to eat but um you know, like, but that that saying anyway, the listeners will agree with me. Like, baby sleep is beautiful or something like that. It's not true. Sleeping like a like a sleeping beauty. 
still <laughs> she's fun. still trying and it's still getting really it's awkward. It's been a long day, guys. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, it's a lie, okay? The yeah. babies don't sleep. It's yeah. a lie. And I feel like, you know, I'm laughing about it and I'm lighthearted about it now because I've kind of really sort of come to a point of just letting it go now. Um, but it was, there were so many dark days of like panic about naps, making sure one, you know, wanting to get it right and not understanding what he was, why he was sleeping. And and I feel like people don't talk about or don't want to say that their baby is not sleeping through the night. Yeah. Um, And I feel like it's such a, is that kind of like first question that parents ask you at a playground? Yeah, how, is the baby sleeping? how is the baby sleeping? And you know, when you say, Oh, they're not, it's kind of like, Oh, well, um, I'm sure I'm sure they will. And it's like it becomes this kind of weird subject that everyone obsesses about, you know, yeah. how is your baby sleeping? Yeah. But yet it's actually not realistically talked about. Also, every baby is different. Yeah. Like I know we said that before, but like it's true like there's no one story that's alike I've heard of so many people who have one baby that sleeps amazing Mm -hmm. then the next baby comes and it's completely different and everything you tried to do before is just not going to mesh with that baby Mm -hmm. and it just happens again and again and I think I don't know I think we're again society has kind of drilled us down to be like okay follow this path or don't follow this path because then we'll judge you um or you know but also like if your baby is not sleeping it's your fault and it's your responsibility Yeah. yeah um and you know like you talk about it with people and they're like well maybe you need to um go to bed at a different time and it's like i've tried everything like you know we have a very consistent routine he wakes up every morning at the same time he goes to bed at the same time you know naps naps have always been very consistent but he wakes up every three hours you know what the heck do you want me to do about it and it it, it's so disheartening and it's so upsetting you know I remember like when he was younger I used to put on um like you know this kind of lullabell music and I used to just like put the candle on and I used to sort of go okay it's night, it's night nine you're gonna have a good rest and you sleep throughout the night and I used to go absolutely crazy but I think you know it's because I was I just wanted to sleep yeah and you know it's again I laugh about it but it it was really sad like I don't know if anyone's experienced this this kind of feeling of like I just want to sleep but I know I'm not gonna get it yeah. and like this like I just want to switch off and but I know it's not going to happen. And, you know, I was doing all of the nights, which was also the problem, is I was the one that was up. Yeah. Um, and my husband said, I can hear him as well. You know, yeah, right, I'm looking at you and you're fucking fast asleep. Yeah. Um, I love you, baby. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so, and, and in the beginning, he, which I didn't realise until, like, it was too late, he had a lot of gas. Mm. So I would do the dutiful wife thing and putting in the Chico next to me, and he would, like, he'd be there for a minute and he'd start kicking. And so he just, then I would just put him on my belly because it's like, that's the only way that anybody got sleep. Which is such a controversial subject as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. Gosh. <laughs> um, you know, but it was things like that, that, you know, like, you just don't know. Like, just sort of, you just desperately want them to sleep. You think that you're doing something wrong because they're not sleeping. You don't understand why they're not sleeping. Um, you feel so ashamed that your baby's not the one that sleeps. Um, and you, you know, you're kind of functioning on this sort of like crazy, chaotic mind because you've not had any rest. Mm. 
had a bad pregnancy and you've had a crazy birth, it's just like kaboom, basically. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of sayings to say like, oh, the end of your pregnancy is your body preparing for the lack of sleep that you're going to get. And it's just like, okay, fine, that might be the case, but it's not preparing me for how exhausted I'm going to be because throughout the day I'm doing things. And then at night, I'm basically, no, no, you're getting probably at most, especially in the first months, you're probably getting like solid, like deep sleeps, like three hours, hours. like definitely not anything, you know, deep and, and there because you worry as well. And I don't know about you, but like when I got home the first night I was in the house with the baby after the hospital, she was so noisy, like the way that they breathe at night, like it's like as if everything is like coming through these little like <laughs> passages or like not coming through and it's just getting stuck in their nasal passages and it's just mm-hmm. like rolling around in there and just making so much noise. And I just couldn't sleep because of that. And I was like, oh, is she breathing? Is she not breathing? And then those anxieties started. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, it was like, okay, fine. But now hold on. I've got to like check my alarm. Did I, did I miss the sleep window when she should have been mm-hmm. up to mm-hmm. feet. And then there's all that saying, like, don't wake a sleeping baby, which I wish that I had held on to or that I believed in a bit more just so that I would be able to sleep mm-hmm. and like just allow myself to do it. Because I think mm-hmm. it is then what affected her way of sleeping going forward. Cause I think then she was kind of a challenging sleeper um, at the beginning because I kept waking her up Mm. so she Mm. expected it Mm. and she knew that when I woke her up she would get milk yeah so you know it's setting the expectations for her and for her future sleep pattern Mm. to be completely out of whack which it took me kind of to get to that point where then we decided to do sleep training which is a very controversial subject um and we have very different approaches to it in terms of Maddie and I but I spoke to a friend who did it. She's my friend who I think is perfect and a very excellent mother. Um, And she did it. And I was like, I needed to know that she did it and that the baby was fine. Mm -hmm. And I know the baby and I know the baby well, and I know how much she's thriving. Mm -hmm. And I needed to have the confidence of her vision to know that I could do it. It was the hardest thing I've done. Um, Obviously not the hardest thing in terms of having this baby and everything, but it was very challenging. And, you know, my husband and I needed to get to a position where he was going to have to take charge and do the sleep training because Mm -hmm. I couldn't handle it because it's very emotional because it's your baby crying. Mm -hmm. And there's something within our bodies as mothers that I think that is more like instinct related. My baby's crying. I need to go and fix it. No, and I don't know what that is. I don't know if biological there is something in there, but I definitely could not be around her just Mm. crying. Mm. Um, And we did the Ferber method, um, which is basically interval training. So you go in and you do, they do three minutes of letting them cry. You go in and check. Then you ramp it up to five minutes, go in and check, ramp it up to 10 minutes, go in and check. Mm. She, it took a half an hour the very first time that we did it. Um, and then we did it, it over two nights. And then she is a pretty good sleeper since mm. then. Um, we then had a stomach bug uh, when she was about 10 and a half months old. Um, and I, she was waking up every hour to feed. And then she was throwing up everything that I was giving her. So that's when I decided to stop breastfeeding as well. 
Um, and we had to then do the sleep training again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really challenging because by then I'd already had maybe like a month or two of sleeping, not through the night, but sleeping a bit more, a bit more, mm-hmm. getting six hours of sleep solidly oh, or something like that, which was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I see her, I'm like, I envy you <laughs> because it's not just the like, that you're sleeping more than me is that it feels like you can put her down and you know like most more certainly sometimes I know like she fusses but you know that like that's it you've got your evening I kind of live on this sort of lifestyle of I put him down and then I pray (laughs) (laughs) it's like I've got things to do I want to shower I want to like watch Love Island (laughs) and I want to I was going to say have sex but that's a lie um <laughs> you know I've got stuff to do basically and it's just I don't know like is he gonna be is he gonna sleep is he gonna wake within an hour is he gonna wake within two hours and you know we've had it that like he, uh, there was a period when just before he turned one we were getting these consistent sort of like 2 a.m like he would sleep till 2 a.m and then he turned one and then that was it never again um Sometimes it's like he'll, so he goes down like 7.30 and then sometimes it can be like 11, sometimes it can be midnight, sometimes it can be 9.30 if he's teething or he's unwell. So you just don't know. And I know you always look at me and you're like, girl, like there is a solution to this. But I just, I'm the other side of the coin, I guess. I just can't do the sleep training. And I'm not saying that in a judgmental way to you for having done it, but it's just, it just doesn't sit right with me and my husband is more like you he's like you know like this is something that's going to help us as a family like rather than you you know struggling with your mental health and wanting to kill me and telling me that you're tired and being you know sort of high strung all the time we could do this and we would function better but I just I just can't like I just Mm. like I just want to pick I'm terrible like I just want to pick him up and I just feel like He's waking for a reason. Yeah. You know, and I know. Which is also what they say as well in the hospital and stuff, don't they? They're like, yeah, your baby will tell you when they need something. If your baby's upset, they need something. Yeah. That's how they communicate with you. And I feel like it's mostly that I know it doesn't, that he doesn't need the meal per se because he's eating very well. He has seconds, like that that baby bloody eats. (laughs) But he's, he's clearly needing some kind of comfort and contact and. You know, like, why not give it to him? And it's like, but I, I put myself in a tricky position too because I give it to him. I want to give it to him, but I also then resent him mm-hmm. for, like, not sleeping through the night and I, because I don't understand it either. I'm like, we're doing everything right. Why is it not happening for us? Um, You know, but my husband say, oh, it's because he's a genius. You know, he can <laughs> say, like, all these big words, like parachutes. Like, you know, would you want your baby to be able to say parachute or would you want your baby to sleep through the night? <laughs> Let's, a fine not, line. let's not debate that right now. Um, but it did come to a point, not the point that, you know, that I discussed previously, unfortunately, when I felt so low. But recently, you know, I was thinking like he's, you know, like how restful is it for him as well? Because there's that added pressure. Like if he's not sleeping well, and like you say, like you want to get them into a good pattern, it's your responsibility. Um, you know, like what am I setting up for him? Like that I'm kind of colluding with this sort of waking up and having milk milk um <laughs> although it, it, it seems like he's not like awake like he's literally just having a minute at the moment but you know I was thinking right I think it's time 
it's time to wean and originally i wanted to wait a little bit longer where you can kind of like explain it but um i just was like no let's let's do it now today i was like today that's it no and that's milk. Weaning, weaning him from milk weaning okay. him yeah from milk yeah so i just decided one day literally i think i told you like last week or something i was like yeah that's it normal milk like <laughs> just cold turkey <laughs> um i gave him milk before bed um i'm not breastfeeding any any longer so um and then in the night when he's going mama milk milk i'm like there's no milk <laughs> you want water <laughs> first i was very gentle like there's no milk it's okay as the week's gone on i'm like no milk <laughs> water <laughs> but you know he slept the longest he's ever slept in Yay. his entire little life like That's he slept exactly. two nights in a row he slept till about 5 a.m then got in bed with me and slept a little bit longer um and even like we've had some more run-ins where it's like been 3 a.m 4 a.m um but now the big molars are coming so fuck my life once again (laughs) and what was it um you know we talk about sleep training and why i did it versus why you didn't do it but what what was it that besides that kind of maternal instinct not to do sleep training um i just i mean i don't want to poo-poo it because i don't know enough about it but i just feel like why are you going to sleep train your baby like do you need to sleep train your baby Mm. and is it is it too behavioral i don't know and i just feel like i don't like the idea of like he's calling out for me and i'm not responding um which i know stems a lot from like again like we were talking about last time about my own fears about being abandoned and i was sort of sleep trained not like the nice way that you did it but i just was left crying all night and then clearly learned that nobody's going to come so I think it's also partly that like not wanting him to have that experience which I know he wouldn't because I wouldn't do it like that I would do it more like you you did where you check it in and you're still there you're very present but just the idea of not responding it just doesn't sit oh I 100% agree it really took a lot for us to get there I think it took a lot of me being broken mm. and I think it took a lot of my husband and I not probably being in the best place in our relationship mm. because of my reaction to everything um to convince us to do it mm. so it, you know it wasn't it wasn't like oh all of a sudden we woke up and did it and yeah. everything was fine no I remember because um, it was like near the time when we first met because you then sent me the 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 thing not the leaflet but like the document yeah. and you were saying to me like I'm gonna do this because yeah I've just kind of hit breaking point yeah Yeah, and it was definitely like just a very challenging time for me Mm -hmm. and I didn't I'm not like a very kind of I'm emotional but I'm not one of those quite expressive people with my emotions so I bottle everything up and then I have like one big meltdown and then I'm fine Mm -hmm. um and I just knew I was getting there but I also didn't have the time to have a meltdown because I was too tired and because I was also than being like the primary caregiver mm. and there was no time for me to have that meltdown and so my version of responding to that was okay let's do let's something, do something yeah. and let's kind of change it but it took a long time and it and it it definitely I come from a similar belief system as you as that I don't want to hear my mm. baby crying out for me and I do I struggle now like this this week she's been kind of her routine has been messed up because um she was off nursery for a couple of days because we had a heat wave um and they closed the nursery because it was too hot um and so it was just a lot of days with me Mm. um and she became very attached to that and to the point where like 
this last week she's not been able to go down mm. without me being the person putting her down or she will wake up in the middle of the night and I have to go in and rub her back not pick her up mm. not give her a cuddle but just rub her back and get her back to sleep and she'll go back to sleep instantly which is great but it is now disjointing my mm. sleep again mm. um and it's because I hear her crying now and you know we've moved house and I I don't want her to feel uncomfortable I don't want her to feel like she's been abandoned in the new house mm. um so yeah, it's definitely is a complex journey. Yeah. And you know, even like I know you mentioned when you were having baby sleep on you. Oh yeah. When he was really little. And that's like such a controversial topic yeah. as well. Yeah, and he wasn't like <laughs> he was little, but then it didn't stop when yeah. he was little. And even sometimes now, like he will sleep on my belly. Like he will literally crawl over because he starts off in the cot and then when he fusses, I just bring him into bed because I just can't be arsed with going up and down. Um, like not up and down the cot is literally there but you know <laughs> just I just want to lie down and he'll like literally crawl over and go my my god oh and then like jump on me and you know that caused a lot of tension in our relationship because for a really long time I think not until he was one or after one I was the only one that was putting him down for naps and for bedtime my husband had never done it before um and I resented him a lot, but I also, I guess, wasn't allowing him, allowing to do him it. because, you know, like he would call for me and I had my way of doing it, which is giving him the milk. And then I'm too tired to stand rocking him. So I just literally like, he just lays on my belly and then I'm like, shush, shush, shush. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know how go to see. <laughs> and, but my husband can't do that. So it's sort of like, he was like, you know, I want to try and do it. I want to do it my way, but I I, I can't do it like you because he doesn't want to lay on my bony chest. <laughs> so, you know, like for a long time, that caused a lot of tension because I just felt like, well, I can't go out. I can't go out past when he had a really early bedtime when he was younger, like past 6.30 or, you know, now past 7.30, but now it's changed a lot. Like my husband puts him down without any problem and can do the whole evening routine without any problem. But it, it, it was... It was really stressful and you know like in the moment you don't I didn't think that I was part of any of that or causing any of that because I just felt like I'm all alone I'm doing everything nobody's helping me but actually I now looking back on it I think I'm, I'm not sure how much I was including him or ask or I was probably asking him but then also telling him like can't do it no no you can't do it because he'll want me he'll only want me mm. um yeah I kind of had the similar kind of experience because I was like because I, I reacted different to hearing her cry and so when my husband would be like okay I'm just gonna sit with her and she'll cry on him and she's like not going to sleep and I'm like well I could just do it in like five minutes yeah and then we could all just be asleep yeah and it was oh, just like getting those like those well. frustrations yeah. and it's like me coming Give in, in to and me. swooping like I'm a hero <laughs> and it's like so it's so uncomfortable and I think by the end of it my husband was just like fine like mm. whatever but that's not really a way to live for him either mm. because I wasn't being very nice because I was literally coming in as if I'm like this savior this mm. martyr mm. coming in swooping up the baby and like cuddling her until she's asleep and then putting her down mm. um you know and we also we moved baby out after six months um into her own room which we are lucky enough to have had that space mm. um but I know there's a lot of families who we don't can't do that which yeah. you currently can't move the baby out into a different room and 
you know, that has, that comes with its own kind of challenges as well, because mm-hmm. I'm not sure sleep training would have necessarily worked if baby knows in that you're in the room. room. Yeah. I mean, even what what's difficult, I think, which we've not quite tackled is if when he does wake up in the night, um, if my husband tries to be the one that settles him, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I think, uh, you know, if you asked me sort of four months ago, I would have been very sort of negative about it and saying that he can't do it and you know, it's just me and all, you know, kind of this poor me stuff. But um, I don't know, maybe you're catching me on a good day, guys. But I just, <laughs> I definitely think like I also didn't help that set up because I made him feel not confident because I'd just be like, give him to me then. Um, or he would cry and I'd get really frustrated and sort of be like, you take him. And then he wouldn't stop crying, calling out for me. And then I'd go to pee and then come back and be like, oh, just give him, to, you know, like that yeah. kind of, just very like not, just not needed in the middle of the night. But I yeah. was just so broken, you know, and so tired and so fed up. And um, it was just really dark days. Well, it's just really, exhaustion. Really like yeah. there's no, like, you know, you're not supposed to not sleep like you're supposed to get a decent amount of sleep a night mm-hmm. what's the average like you're meant to get eight hours of sleep a night yeah. and all of a sudden you go from doing that to then being responsible for a child overnight yeah while you're getting only maximum three hours to yeah. four hours of when sleep. you've been up the whole day when you've well. been up the entire day and you know i was really trying to like nap anytime that baby was napping but it you know it Sometimes the naps were only 20 minutes. Sometimes Mm. the naps were an hour. Mm. So I'm in there still getting broken sleep, even in my nap time. Mm. But I've never slept so hard in my life. Like every time I lay my head down on the pillow, I'm out. And I'm out because my body is like, this is recovery time. This is the time you need. And we know that you're going to get woken up or we know that you're not going to sleep well. But now, like maximum, I sleep six hours and I feel amazing. But at the same time, if I get... Like I, I wake up now, like there's no, there's no, my body doesn't want eight hours anymore. My mm. body is completely changed from, I was the person who like on a Saturday night, I would go out and then I would sleep all day until like two or three the next mm. day, get some food, probably then watch something and then go to bed again. <laughs> like that was who I was. And like that journey is completely changed. And obviously that's not the right way to live either necessarily. It was fun, but it wasn't. Um, and now yeah, it just from somebody who used to sleep all the time and needed it to a person mm-hmm. who can somewhat function on. But I really struggled with that because I just kept feeling like I'm sure I'm not the only parent who isn't sleeping. So why is it affecting me so much? Because I just felt like, you know, like, and also you stop, you go back to work and you feel really stupid saying, I'm really tired, like I didn't sleep last night. You, like, you can't say that. Like, you know, you're back from maternity. You've got all this pressure anyway to snap back and do your job properly. And no one wants to hear that your baby isn't sleeping. Yeah. Um, but I just sort of felt like, oh, like, I, I'm, I know I'm not the only one. There was, you know, one of my friends that I met for a baby group, she's also got a, a, a little girl and who doesn't sleep, um, and so we kind of, we would bond over our sort of like frustrations and kind of exhaustion. But, you know, it, it, it apart from her and kind of you in the beginning, it's, it feels like there is no one else out there. Yeah, that, well, there's you know, shame, I think, And then I well, kind like, of feel really silly sometimes for saying, oh, I'm not sleeping, I'm really tired. It's sort of I like, think people make you feel bad as well. Like you said, there's always people saying, oh, how is your baby sleeping? Yeah. That's the first thing they, they say. 
And then you get to a point where you're like, okay, well, baby's not sleeping mm. or, you know, it's not great. Or, you know, your husband will comment, oh, yeah, baby sleeps fine. He doesn't know because he wasn't up with baby in the middle of the night. But sure, yeah, baby's sleeping fine. Sometimes um, it's just to be like, oh, I didn't hear anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah, why yeah. you didn't hear yeah, anything? Yeah, because I'm, I'm amazing and I've swept in and kept baby quiet so you wouldn't wake up so you get your little beauty sleep. Anyway, we're fine. We're not resentful. Um, but it's just really challenging the amount of pressure you get to look perfect. And yeah. again, it's... Yeah probably all in our heads in some aspects, but a lot of it is just the way people communicate with each other and the way mm-hmm. people speak. You know, like we moved into a new house and are living next door to a woman who has an eight-week-old baby, and she seems really amazing from, you know, the glimpses of what you can hear. You know, she's having dinner parties with her friends, and she's doing things, mm-hmm. and I heard her say the other night, like, I'm just going to put baby down and all this stuff, and it sounds incredible, you know, but then I heard baby cry all day today mm-hmm. while I was working from home. So it's, you know, it's how much of it is what people are looking for yeah. versus what is actually yeah. happening. And I think when you're a first time mom, you know, you sort of end up on Instagram or these apps or, you know, and you kind of see these accounts and it's so easy to sort of feel really stressed out by all the information or lack of information or, you know, sometimes I... Because you, you are so anxious, you know, especially when you start to discover there's something called wake windows. Like, what the fuck? And you see these, like, you know, I remember seeing this kind of mum on Instagram that went to a party and the baby was um, sleeping, like, while she was at the party. And I just couldn't imagine being able to do something like that. But that's also because I was sort of really anxious and I didn't know that 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 it's okay like you you can do things like that or like well I don't know if my baby would have done that but you know that you can at least try it's just that there's all this you know I felt really like I must keep to, to this structure because I know that this structure structure works yeah yeah and you know like okay at least I know I'm gonna be able to put baby down from you know six o'clock until 11 and at least I'm gonna have those four hours of sleep and like but then at the same time you're like clawing back to try to get a little bit of yourself back And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to stay up because that's the only time I'm going to have with my husband. Mm -hmm. But then you know you're not going to sleep, so that's the time you probably should have gone to bed at the same time. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that was another, like, challenging element of it all. So when I was at the point before sleep training where she was only sleeping in chunks, Mm -hmm. I was like, I must sleep now. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, really? I didn't want to. You also want to have an evening. Yeah. Something and have dinner. Or like feel like you're yourself again. Because your identity is so stripped back. And then the lack of sleep. It's just a very intense time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think, again, like there's a, there's different ways of doing it for everyone. My journey is not the right way and the only way. Your journey is not the right way and the only way. Like. And I think this topic is controversial because there is such an opinion about sleep yeah. training or not sleep training or weaning as I'm trying to do now or, you know, wake windows or naps and everybody's got an opinion. Um, you know, I think what we hope to be doing by talking about it in this way where there's two different, two very different experiences yeah. to show that neither is wrong nor right. It's actually what feels best for you yeah. Um, and what works best for you and your family and what's going to make you feel the most sane. Yeah, exactly. Know? What's going to bring you back to being the person who you were yeah. before. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be the person you were before. No. 
you know, just even if it's one extra hour of hanging out with a friend longer than you were able to before, you know, there's no problem Mm -hmm. with just trying to claw back some of what you know Mm -hmm. in terms of your physicality, Mm -hmm. your sleep, um, and things like that. I've got to a point now where I'm just not waiting for him to sleep because I feel like this the waiting is what kills you like oh t- tonight the night tonight this month is the month or it will happen when it will happen and I just need to make sure that I look up after myself the best way possible you know in other ways than sleep and then you know I know that sleep will come in time I think that's one one of the hardest thing when you're really in the thick of it like it's particularly in the beginning when he hated going to sleep and I remember I would like lay there in a dark room like rocking and like crying silently I got so good at it or like listening to these books like on audible and just bringing this is my life now um you know to now where it's 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 different you know it is different it like, is. there are some improvements like he goes to sleep really well now he doesn't sleep all night the little fucker but he goes to sleep really well, which means that there's going to be an improvement at some point yeah. with the other stuff. And if I can look after myself in other ways, um, maybe, you know, I won't go so crazy. But ask me again next week. I'm, <laughs> I'm like on a really positive note today. I think it's because, you know, I've had a little uh, water, shall we say. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Um, you want to have your dinner, don't you? I do, yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming back um, and listening. And again, we'd love to hear what yes, your journeys were. Please do. Were. Like, um, what worked for you? Did you sleep train, not sleep train? Or if you have questions about sleep training or not sleep training, like, we can answer, again, not professionally. <laughs> we're not experts. We're not experts. We're only experts <laughs> to ourselves. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just we're here for you. That's yeah. the whole point of this thing. Yay. <laughs> See you again next time, guys. Bye. Bye.